Here we go again with a whole heap of sport ahead of us this morning and a whole heap of headlines as well. Thanks for joining us on SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, wherever you're tuned in, right across the network on the SEN app. You know the deal this morning. Give me your thoughts on anything that you've witnessed across the course of the weekend even into overnight and early this morning. 0457 736 736 is the text line. 1300 01 1170 is the open line. So you can join that conversation at any time. If you want to reflect on any of the cricket that you've seen, any of the motorsport that you've seen, uh, we'll be talking in depth around all of those issues and more. The headlines this morning, will Australia lose to Italy in the Davis Cup final? Yannick Sinner has just been on the tear in Spain and the icing on the cake early this morning in cricket. This time last week, folks, we were all getting together at this time last week celebrating that amazing one-day International World Cup. That was a week ago. And how quickly we move on. I mean, the celebrations are still raw and fantastic, but Australia has now suffered their second loss in a row in the T20 internationals and also goes back to that question, why are we playing them? We know why, but overnight and uh, early this morning, Australia has gone down again to India. Rugby league, well, the pressing question this morning is what do the Kiwis do now? We know what they've done with Michael Maguire in charges coach they've shown him the door and he's decided to move on and of course the New South Wales Blues state of origin job will be rubber stamped sooner rather than later but what do the Kiwis do now we'll ask that question this morning Formula One Max Verstappen has completed an incredibly dominant season the icing on the cake for him victory at the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix by a long long way and the records that Max Verstappen and Red Bull have ticked off throughout the course of 2023 are quite remarkable. You wonder if we'll see that kind of season again. Max certainly hopes so, hopes so, but he also knows that it's very difficult to do that once, let alone twice. In supercars, a big weekend at the Velo 500, a new champion crowned as the outgoing one fails to finish in the final weekend in both races. Extraordinary scenes. What did we say last week about championship Weekends, they just throw curveballs everywhere. We'll do our curveballs later in the week here on the morning show and the Monday sports scoreboard as well. So NFL, NBA currently underway. Tony Kemp will join me, of course, former Kiwi international, former Kiwis coach and now Brecky host over at SENZ. So we need to find out what's going on there with the Kiwis and the Michael Maguire situation and what happens next. Why, 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 why? And what happens next? So Kempe will join me in about 25 minutes' time. Larry Canning will be along to recap the Australian PGA Championship and look ahead to the Australian Open. Brett Phillips off the back of the Australians losing. I'll give you the details in just a second. Davis Cup and Moff. James Moffat will join us after a pretty extraordinary weekend of racing down there at... uh, the Adelaide 500 and a new champion. So Italy have claimed their first Davis Cup title since 1976 and it's only the second time that they've won it. Beating Australia this morning, 2-zip. Alexi Poprin and Alex Dimonor both lost their singles matches. Australia yet to win since 2003. Our current captain, Leighton Hill, was playing back then. And we've now lost back-to-back finals beaten by Canada last year. As I mentioned, Yannick Sinner, the star, he beat Demonor in straight sets 
in just over an hour and 20 minutes. And he knocked off Novak Djokovic twice in two matches in the semi-final against Serbia and was undefeated in his matches in these finals of the top eight. Matteo Inaldi beat Popper in 7-5-2-6-6-4 in two and a half hours and Sinek knocked over Demonor 6-3-6-love to seal the win and an emotional one for Italy. In cricket, Australia defeated in the second T20 International. So India won by 44 runs. They lead that game, uh, that five-game series 2-0. So India 4 for 235. That's their fifth largest T20 total of all time. Their top three all made 50s. Nathan Ellis, the best of our bowlers, three for 45. In fact, India scored 111 in the last seven overs at almost 16 per over. In reply, the Australians nine for 191. Marcus Stoinis with 45 and Matt Wade, 42, not out. Steve Smith, Glenn Maxwell, Adam Zampa all came back into the side. Still no sign of Travis Head. Fair enough. Next match, Wednesday morning, bright and early again. The WBBL 09 finals are now sorted. We're down to the final four. Do you like this format? I like it, but it's tough. It certainly, it certainly favours the finalist, as in the Adelaide Strikers. There's no doubt about it, and that's the reward for finishing top of the table. But we now get to the stage where we've got the Eliminator, the Challenger, and the final. So the Eliminator has the Brisbane Heat and Sydney Thunder tomorrow night over in Perth at the Wacker. You win that, you go in to a match the next night against the Perth Scorchers. You win that, you go into the final against the Strikers in Adelaide on Saturday night. So if you're Brisbane or Sydney, you have to win three WBBL games in, what is it, six days to win the title. And you'll have to go from here to Perth to Adelaide to do it. It's a huge challenge. The Strikers looking for back-to-back WBBL crowns. Hasn't happened since the Heat won in 2019. It was actually 2019 and 2019. um, Start of the year, end of the year. And that was WBBL seasons 04 and 05. They're into their third straight final. All four remaining teams have won WBBL titles before. The Sydney Sixers didn't make it. The Thunder, well, they dropped a bunch of games at the back end, but they managed to scrape in. And their last title came in WBBL season number six. So that's the format there. Let me know if you like the Eliminator, the Challenger and the Final. Or would you prefer just to go straight on through? Now, Michael Maguire has had a bit to say to News Corp after resigning effectively as head coach of the Kiwis, being shown the door and ahead of being announced as the New South Wales Blues coach. It's saddening I can't go on. I'm shattered. I never wanted to go, but the New Zealand Rugby League wanted to go in a different path, and I just want to wish them well. So he goes out holding his head up high. Coaching these Kiwi boys has been one of the highlights of my career, and I felt we're beginning to build something special as a team, which is a pretty key quote. And the building was already there. The foundations were already there. Since his appointment in 2018, Michael Maguire won 12 out of 18 games as New Zealand coach and, of course, had a 30-0 win over Australia in the Pacific Championships final. So what happened this morning in terms of where the New Zealand Rugby League is at? Well, this morning we'll be speaking with Tony Kemp, but 
they've already spoken to Greg Peters, who is the New Zealand Rugby League CEO, on this whole issue. So let's have a listen first up of what the boss had to say about Michael Maguire resigning from this position, stepping down. First and foremost, we absolutely wanted to keep Michael. It was his decision to step away from the job with the Kiwis. He's done a fantastic job over the five years he's been in the role and obviously um, the recent victory against Australia and winning the Pacific Championships first time is, uh, was pretty special for the group. The two roles very difficult to reconcile when you've got team in Australia that many people would put ahead of the kangaroos and at the top of the pecking order. Um, as a pathway team in Australia and reconciling that with where we want the Kiwis jersey to be which is top of the top of the pecking order preeminent status of international football and we want someone who's 100% focused on that role and not having half an eye on a on an Australian pathway team over the ditch well I, I don't like to call it an ultimatum as such but that we certainly aired our views and it's not just uh, you know my view or the board's view it's uh, strongly held view amongst the current player group and and a number of former players that we spoke to that the two roles were incompatible. A bit to think about there. A little bit to think about. And especially off the fact that, as I just told you, Michael Maguire said publicly, I'm shattered. I never wanted to go, but they want to go in a different path. One of the highlights of my career. And then Greg Peters says, well, we wanted to keep him, but we can't have somebody who's got half an eye on Australian pathway. It's not an ultimatum, but there's a player group and an old boys player group. There's mixed messages coming out here. Did they bullet him or not? And what happens next? So who was doing the advising here? Who was doing the pushing? Let's have a listen to the New Zealand Rugby League CEO's answer to that one. No, no I'm, not, I'm not prepared to name names either in the current player group or the former player group, but I, I can assure you that we've spoken to both. And in the case of the current players, who we put a lot of stead, uh, a lot of status on, on their view, to a man they are consistent and, uh, and uh, you know, agree with the position that, we've, that Michael couldn't do both jobs. Okay, so, I mean, if we take it at face value here, there's no problem with Michael Maguire. And if you're a current player and you've just been coached to that kind of victory, then I, I can't see what kind of problem you'd have, but there is a problem with what he's going to do with New South Wales and the Australian pathway system. So it goes back to the whole same question here of did they really want to keep him and they're worried about the New South Wales job taking precedence over here of the Kiwis job, 100% committed. We'll speak to Tony Kemp about that in just a few minutes' time and, and try and find out what's going on there. I mean, where did the weight of opinion come from? Because if it came from former players, then that's a little bit of a concern. They should always have a voice. But if it came from former players, the old boys club, then that's a big concern. If it came from current players, then that's a concern as well. However, they need to now find out who would do the job next and who's going to do a better job than Michael Maguire. Now, that's before Michael Maguire had the New South Wales job, but perhaps that's a question as well. Let's see. 0457 736 736 is the open line. Uh, 
text line number or 1300 1170 is the open line number. The Adenfanua Blake saga is going to continue on, you reckon, for the next 12 months. We'll see him sitting down, having photos, meeting this, meeting that, sorting out where he's going to end up. He's been with the Bulldogs. He's been with the West Tigers. And we get a whole another 12 months of this one. And is also set to take a meeting with one of his former clubs, the St George Illawarra Dragons. So the, the shop front window is well and truly open, but there won't be any exchange of goods and services until the end of 2024. So the Warriors have got him for another year, of course, and then they're going to let him return back to Sydney. So the grainy photos, I reckon, that we've seen on the weekend are just going to be the start. More and more. It's a little bit amazing the way that it's going to play out. 0457 736 736 is that text line number. Kurt Capewell, of course, has been spotted touring the Warriors facilities. The Broncos have given him position to negotiate, um, and it looks as though that will happen really quickly. He'll join the Warriors as soon as next season. Jacob Saifidi is going to lock himself in at the Newcastle Knights on a three-year deal. So there's a little bit of movement happening in the world of rugby league. Max Verstappen, as I said, has won by more than 17 seconds in Abu Dhabi. So they couldn't find him. They couldn't catch him. And he was so far down the road that he collected win number 19 of the season. 17.9 seconds later, we get second place. Sergio Perez actually crossed the line second but had to serve a five-second penalty. So Charles Leclerc gets second officially for Ferrari and George Russell in the Mercedes third. Oscar Piastri in the points. I tell you what, it's been a stellar rookie season for Oscar Piastri. He's collected points along the way, got a sprint win as well. He was rock solid. Um, no really big super problems that he had with any teammates or any other um, dramas in pit lane. Meanwhile, Verstappen's just gone ballistic, scored more points than anyone in Formula One history in a season, 575. Largest winning gap back to second in the championship, 290 championship points clear of Sergio Perez in second. I'll run you through all the stats because they are quite amazing. Brody Kostecki has won his maiden supercars championship in Adelaide. So Shane Van Gisbergen had one of those weekends where nothing went right. Absolutely zero. And that's what he ended up with. No points. Brody Kostecki ends up winning the championship by 323 points. Sprock Feeney third in the title race. And Kiwi rookie Matt Payne claimed his first win yesterday to be crowned the Adelaide 500 champion. So you, you win on Sunday there and you crown the Adelaide 500 winner. He's the 10th different driver to win this year. So as we say goodbye to Shane Van Gisbergen, and say hello to Matt Payne because he's a, a young up-and-coming Kiwi who's going to be around for a while. And Brody Kostecki's an interesting one. He's got one eye on NASCAR as well, has already tasted it over there. He had his NASCAR team boss in Adelaide. And now the question is, how long will the current or elect supercars champion be around? He'll be there for another season at least and has still got some other things that he wants to do, a la Bathurst. Francesco Bagnaia has claimed back-to-back -back MotoGP titles. So Pico wins the final race at Valencia. He's the third rider in MotoGP terms to go back-to-back. -back. And, of course, Minwoo Lee won the Australian PGA by three shots yesterday. So he finished at 20 under. Rikuya Hoshino from Japan at 17 under. Mark Leishman shot the lowest final round score of 64 to be 16 under. 
And that's Minwoo Lee's fourth professional title. Macau, Scottish Open, Victorian Open, Australian PGA. It's not a bad resume for a 25-year-old and he's quickly becoming the toast of the town. The Australian Open starts on Thursday at the Australian and the Lakes. Adrian Moronk, of course, won last year. Adam Scott, runner-up. Cam Smith yet to win the Australian Open and bows out of the PGA. So we'll get Larry Canning's thoughts on all of that. And, of course, we also know that Steve Smith is returning for the Sydney Sixers for the BBL season. So, whew, take a deep breath, Australia, because and around the world on our SEN app, because that's the lineup today. That's the fallout from the weekend of sport and the talking topics ahead for the week of Sporting Talk right here on SEN. Come and bring on the show. It's all yours. one 1170 Have your say.